Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With me, Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And me, Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily, and we're psyched for our guest today. So psyched. So psyched. We've talked a lot about how best to communicate boundaries and needs with loved ones on the pod. Mm -hmm. I feel like it comes up all the time in the advice questions that we receive. So today, we're thrilled to have on a communication expert to talk with us about roadblocks that many of us face in social situations and just how to be better communicators in general. So please welcome my friend and certified communication coach, Rael Altano. Yay. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, Thank you, you for, for coming, coming on. <laughs> um, Rael and I met, we used to work together for a brief Good. time. And then at some point, I think it was over the pandemic, mm-hmm. I started seeing you making these videos on social media. And at the time you were confidence coaching, you called yourself a confidence coach. And I'd love to hear how you kind of segued into communication. Transition, yeah. Transition. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> um, but I was noticing you making these videos and a lot of people make this type of content. Mm-hmm. But when I would see your videos, I was like, oh, this is actually helpful. Like this is actually stuff that I could Thank implement you. in my own life. They're really good. So tell us how you got into it and how you started your business. Sure, sure. So right before the pandemic, I had just gotten married and I was thinking about like, what do I want to do with the rest of my life and my time? And I have always loved connecting with people, helping others where I can and just making an impact in some way. And I learned about coaching. I liked that it was an in-between from nothing and therapy. And it was Mm -hmm. just something a little bit different and I guess more action oriented. So during the pandemic, I got my coaching certification and I had the time because I was laid off. There were 
nothing was happening. There were no events taking place. And I had the time to get my certification. I did start more broadly with life coaching, confidence coaching for women. But as I, which was great, don't get me wrong. But as I was working through all of that, I realized that confidence is made up of so many things. Mm -hmm. It's how we speak. It's how we present ourselves, what we wear, like what it's so many, there's so many factors to confidence. By the way, Emily and I are both wearing sweatshirts right now and Rayelle looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's not giving confidence. My <laughs> outfit no, today. If that's what We're giving you. comfort. <laughs> it's all about what you feel good in, but you know, you guys look great. And Thank you. My, my point was like, it's, there's just so many layers to confidence. Like, what does that really mean? And I said, maybe niching down a little more would just get my message across more and impact people more. I would already touch on communication a lot in mm -hmm. my content and working with clients then. And I thought, like, I think focusing on communication a bit more would make more of an impact. So I pivoted a little bit. The end goal was the same, but I pivoted a little bit to start really focusing on that giving specific examples, giving like very tangible takeaways in my content, not just having it be abstract and like, you know, maybe try this. Like I really wanted to give people tangible things that they can implement in their day-to-day -day lives. And it's been really great. It's It's been a really great pivot. I, I feel how much people are are getting value out of it and just feeling like they're heard, which is so cool. How is the process with getting your certification for coaching? Sure. Great question. There's a few different ways you can do it. There's the International Coach Federation. It's called, or the abbreviation for that is ICF. And there's a coaching program with them. And then there are programs that are accredited with that federation. Mm -hmm. So to start with, I got my certification from an ICF accredited program through the Coach Training Alliance. It was a six-month program and I did it from 2020 to 2021. And it was a combination of practicing good listening skills, asking questions, not necessarily interjecting with your own opinions or thoughts right away, um, really being like a sponge to absorb what your client's saying and then ask them questions to get them to unpack the layers a little bit more. Of course, eventually, like if you want to provide some insight or suggest a different perspective, you can, but it was a, a combination of learning those skills and like not jumping to be like, look, this is what you got to do. And mm -hmm. that's that. Like, it's a little bit of like, well, what if you thought about this differently? Or like, would it be helpful if you tried X, Y, Z? Or how did this work for you in the past? What would the ideal version of you do in this situation? So mm -hmm. um, there are longer programs, there are shorter ones. But I, I started with the six month program because it felt right. You don't even technically need to get your certification to do any kind of coaching. But oh, there are lots of life coaches yeah. out there who are self-certified. <laughs> right. Or which, certified on TikTok, maybe. Right, exactly. Which I guess is fine. But to me, it, it was important to start somewhere. And eventually, I would like to get my certification through the ICF, like the International Coach Federation, too. So okay. And did you ever struggle yourself with communicating or confidence? I would say yes, okay. a little bit. It's interesting because it's like I struggled with it at times and went down the people-pleasing route, but then also learned a lot of skills just because of my life situation. My parents got divorced at a young age. I was an only child, and I was always like a mediator between yeah. them mm -hmm. and a liaison. Remy and I both have divorced parents, yeah. so we know that whole <laughs> <old> deal. <laughs> Mine are separated forever. 
permanently separated. Yeah. That's actually, that's possibly even trickier. It's of a yeah. very strange <laughs> thing to navigate. But yeah, but so you were kind of like code switching between each parent yeah. and mediating between them. Yes, yes. But then at the same time, like kind of trying to keep the peace. So then that's where like the people pleasing tendencies might come into it and not necessarily having the most stable household kind of messes with your confidence a bit, I think. Mm -hmm. Like it can, for some people it, it doesn't. And then for others, not that it, I wasn't loved or anything like that, but I think it can just create like an unstable foundation when you're so young and you just don't really know what's going on. So it was an interesting mix of both, I guess. Like I had to learn a lot at a young age, but then also I feel like I did struggle with confidence and and just like knowing who I was, you know, because I was always so busy trying to like maintain situations, put out fires. Be the best yeah. person for the person that you're with in the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems like a problem that a lot of, I want to say mainly women deal with is being people pleasers or feeling like mm -hmm. they don't address their own needs. They're always thinking about everyone else's needs. Yeah. Why do you think that is? It's a great question. And I feel like it's, we could talk for hours about yeah. this. Um, I think for the most part, women tend to be nurturers, right? Like we want to make sure everyone's taken care of, everyone's good, everyone's content. And it can come at a fault almost where you then put yourself in second place or mm -hmm. you want to keep the peace or like you don't want to say anything for fear of making something awkward or like, oh my God, I'm going to upset this person. Meanwhile, maybe that person should be worried about not crossing a boundary with you to begin with, you yeah, know, like right. maybe they should think a, a little bit more before saying or doing something that's crossing the line. So uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's just a combination of being maybe innately nurturers and then also learn from society. Projecting mm -hmm. it onto you. You know, exactly. that's also, that's another thing that I love about your content is sometimes I'll watch one of your videos and it'll be like suggestions for how to respond when someone's making you uncomfortable and the things that you'll suggest initially, I'll be like, damn, like I could never <laughs> say that. Like you'll suggest somebody say, um, like if somebody says something and then they say, Oh, it was just a joke. We hear this mm -hmm, all the time. Yeah. Like, Oh, it was just a joke. Don't be so offended. Then you'll suggest saying like, well, can you explain the explain joke? The I joke. don't find it funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then just let <laughs> it linger. To me, that's like, Oh my God, yeah. so uncomfortable. But at the same time, it's like, they will think twice about messing with you again. Right, right. I mean, it's, and it's also about tone and delivery a little bit, right? Like you can almost- You can act stupid. Be like, wait, I don't get it. What <laughs> was funny bit. about that? Right, right. Like it's coming from a place of like curiosity. And it's like, you know, can you explain that? I don't, it's, I don't understand. And is that something that you've actually done with people? Yes. The more, so I think that the more you kind of exercise this, advocating for yourself communication muscle, the easier it gets. Mm -hmm. And I could have never said that, I think like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. But um, yes, I have. And it just kind of, for the most part, it just puts the other person at a, at a loss. They just yeah. have to take the L and they're like, uh, okay. And they're well, like, it's oh. kind of like, if you're going to make me look stupid, I'm going to kind of make you look stupid a little bit. Not, but not like so much of a retaliation, but just like, this is how it feels when someone makes you feel stupid. Or right. if it's not even about you, like I do the same thing. And it's a lot of times male comics that I'm around will call something gay. 
right? Okay. Mm. And I'll go, oh, in what way? Mm. And then eventually they have to be like, I'm using it in the bad way where I'm saying <laughs> that being gay is bad. And I'm like, oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel Emily and I have had like a lot of conversations about this where I, I guess I'm a lot more confrontational. She's a little bit more of an instigator than I am. I, okay. I'm way more of a conflict avoider. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I would rather just go stew in my own anger or whatever yeah. I'm feeling then like make something more of a situation. But then sometimes I lose out by doing right. that. And so I how think- do you know which situations to be an Emily and to be a Remy? Great question. Great question. I mean, it's so circumstantial. I think that you have to listen to your gut a little bit. I know that sounds so cliche, but listening to like what really like strikes the chord and not in a good way is where it's like, you know what, I need to say something about this now versus letting it stew and building resentment or feeling like you missed an opportunity to speak up. And one little exercise, I guess I'd suggest for this is to think about like what your deal breakers kind of are in advance. Like let's say you're going to an event where, I don't know, maybe you're single and like, you know, people are going to ask you questions about your dating life or what you, what mm-hmm. what you're up to and what's your status and this and that. Maybe thinking about the comments or questions that are like no-nos for you. Like what are you willing to accept and from whom? And what are you willing to just draw the line at and be like, you know, I'd prefer not to really talk about that or like I'd, you know, let's change the subject. And I think thinking about that in advance, it may sound a little silly, but before an interaction, before a get together before a party, whatever it might be, can help you prioritize like where you want to speak up versus what you're willing to shrug off or let go in the moment. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, no, that does make sense. I'm thinking about like how this maybe pertains to my own life. And I'm at the age where I'll go to social events and people that I don't even see that much will be like, have you frozen your eggs yet? Like, cause I'm at that age where suddenly everyone's saying like, I need to freeze my eggs. It's annoying. Yeah. But like in the moment, I'm like, I'd rather just kind of laugh at it and whatever and not make it into a big thing. Cause I don't see these people that much, you know, but if it was a family member or if I was in a situation where it was like all the time, somebody was bringing it up to me, are you going to freeze your eggs? Then that would feel more appropriate to be like, okay, I need to set a boundary now. Sure. Sure. And that makes complete sense. What if, though, you were to suggest to someone or say to someone, like laughing it off, yes, still still keeping with that, because I think that's true to you and it, it aligns with you. But what if you were to be like, wow, like that's a pretty that's a pretty Invasive personal question, question. for mm-hmm. for like the, the you know, we're, we're at the first drink of the night or the first cocktail of the night. Like that's a pretty personal question for the beginning of this event, almost like laughing it off, but letting them know, like, really? It also depends who's asking it, too. Like, if it's, like, some older man that, like, you never see, and he's, like, a friend of your dad's, and he's, like, you freeze your eggs yet? You're, like, why are you asking me that? Right. Versus if, like, I know a lot of people who are doing it now, and they ask each other as if they're being, like, so where are you applying to college? Right. You know, because, like, they're all going through. Are you going through? I'm freezing. Are you freezing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Context matters. Where you wouldn't want to make that person uncomfortable because they're asking for, oh, maybe some advice or like some camaraderie or something like that. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. 
Small's cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Small's to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. We got some listener questions. So what we did was we pulled the listeners about what situations they tend to be different types of communicators. So mm-hmm. do you want to share the um, poll results first? Yeah. So these are, are pretty interesting. And we came up with the responses in the polls because like they're like I don't know there's there's only so many ways that you can respond so if there weren't ways that you respond sorry these were how do you handle conflict with family friends or romantic partner the ways that you could respond were head on avoid passive aggressively or sit with my feelings and then express myself if there's another way that you respond write in um, but for conflict with family, head on was 18%, avoid was 36%, passive aggressively was 23%, and then sit with my feelings and express myself was also 23%. It's pretty split. It's pretty split. Mm-hmm. And I'm shocked that our generation wasn't 
mostly passive aggressively. I was going to say, I, I feel like it, it might be a little skewed because I feel like some people who are passive aggressive in communication, they either don't know they are or they wouldn't admit to that. They wouldn't write that down. Yeah, but I'm passive aggressive with my family. Okay. I know that for sure. Yeah. Like with family, I'm more likely to be passive aggressive. I'm pretty sure that's how I responded to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you handle it with a friend? 15% said head on. 40% said avoid, which is, cr- it's more than wow. family. Like you would think that you would yeah. avoid family more with, anyway. Passive aggressively was 14% and then sit with my feelings and express myself was 31%. Hmm. To me that, tra- so most people said avoid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how I answered avoid okay. with friends because I feel like with friends, it's, they're not family. So it, there's always like this thought in the back of your head, like if I poke the bear, maybe they won't be my friend anymore. Right. Mm. That kind of sounds sad to say out loud, but I think that is the feeling. But you we know? were talking about it too beforehand that a lot of people are in friend groups, so they don't want to bring up the thing that's going to be like the big drama in the group. They're like, I'm yes. just going to let it go. And then we get to with your romantic partner head on. 46%. Hilarious. Okay. People okay. are starting fights. People are picking fights <laughs> with their partners, but not with their family. Uh-huh. I'm shocked. Or friends. But also, friends. again, the verbiage in that, like, head on could just be like, I we have say an issue. how I'm feeling. Right. Or it could be like, wow, someone didn't call me today. Right. But see, I take that as more passive aggr- aggressive. But that is more passive aggressive. Yeah. That's aggressive right. aggressive. Yeah. Um, avoid 10%. <laughs> Uh, passive aggressively, 14%, and then sit with my feelings and then express myself 30%, which... That's what I said. Same. I'm more likely to do that with um, with my boyfriend than I am with my family. My family, I'm more likely to explode or <laughs> like be, be passive aggressive. The like the friends, most unfiltered. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm a gremlin with my family. <laughs> like I am not a well-behaved person. If I acted the way that I do around my family with anybody else in my life, they would all hate me. Right. Um. Right. And I just feel like you have the freedom to do that with your family. Or maybe it's maybe it goes deeper than that. Maybe it's like reverting back to childhood roles yeah. or whatever. I think a bit of that, too. Yeah. But also you didn't pick your family. You pick this one specific person. If you're in a monogamous relationship, Mm -hmm. there's one person. And so it does make sense that you would want to sit with your thing, word it the right way, because you're very invested in figuring out this issue. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to hurt their feelings is another thing. Like you don't want to come to them with a problem and end up hurting their feelings. What did you say? Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> Remy's like, I love hurting his feelings. <laughs> no, I'm like, it's less that I'm concerned. Like, I don't want to hurt his feelings, but I more want to get my point across. And I think that when you react just like immediately, sometimes things get lost in tone. Like Ben literally calls me Tony <laughs> because my Soprano. tone gets so crazy. And he'll be like, Tony. <laughs> Take it down. So then what do you do? Do you that. take it to the notes app? Like, do you, like, without exposing I have, him. I have what- taken it to the notes app before. And I got very concerned because I saw something on the internet that was like, if you've ever had to take it to the notes app, dump him. And I'm like, no, because I. I just like to sort out my feelings. I totally. do the notes app for a lot of people in my life. Like, it's not him. It's me working through, am I communicating this effectively? Well, how do you feel about this? Like, if, if how would you suggest approaching, if you had a problem with somebody, would you say, write out all your thoughts? Or, like, do you have a, a catch-all 
piece of advice for that? Sure. I think that the notes app or really any anywhere that you can write it down and get your thoughts together, remember things maybe is a great way to do it. I encourage my clients to do it all the time. I do it. It's not about like them being a bad person per se, or you have to dump him. It's about you articulating what you want to say well, yeah. or like remembering examples, because let's say you want to make your point in a thesis powerful. statement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then have your supporting paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So bibliography. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The sources. I, all, you have all to cite your sources. Receipts. <laughs> Timeline. <laughs> proof. proof. Everything. No, I think it's a great way to just get every all of the clutter in your mind into somewhere that's a little more concrete. And then maybe you'll even it'll, it's a great way to check yourself. Mm -hmm. Like actually what was that thought even? That was just me overreacting. I'm not even going to bring that up. Like, yeah, it's not always about the other person necessarily being wrong and you have to like clap back or like put them in their place. Sometimes it's about checking yourself too. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Cause like if you can't write a little personal essay that makes sense about why you're mad, then maybe you're overreacting or maybe you're, it's just a trigger within you that doesn't really have to do with the other person. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Maybe Tony's just in a mood. <laughs> I loved so, Tony. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Tony is great. We asked a bunch of people to submit their own questions about areas that need communicating. And mm -hmm. this one has to do with romance, but also a friend relationship. Okay. And so this one is, my friend is roommates with my ex. That's how I met him. She set a boundary with me about not asking her what conversations they have about me and the breakup and not using her to communicate with each other. I'm all for boundaries, but I'm uncomfortable with the thought of my friend setting a boundary that pretty much says she can talk about me behind my back with my ex. That crosses my boundaries, and now I find myself deliberately holding back information about my life from her because I don't trust that she won't mention something privileged to him. I understand that roommates necessarily have a relationship of some sort, but I feel like she should have prioritized her friend over her roommate. Now I'm considering slow fading the friendship entirely. How do I navigate this? Ooh, that's a tricky one, right? That's a tricky one. That is a tricky one. And I like how boundaries are just flying all over the place. Like she's yeah. like, I have this boundary, but she has this boundary. And now my boundaries crossing her boundaries. It's like, <laughs> there are too many boundaries. Right, right. Mm. This is also, this would be such an uncomfortable situation. Your friend living with yeah. your ex. I guess it's not on the friend to not live with the ex because it sounds like she has a friendship independent of right. whatever their relationship. And she met him through the friend. But God, I'm just putting myself in her shoes. That would be really awkward. And yeah. I personally would be so freaked out that they're talking about me all the time. But my question if all these boundaries are flying around, how come she hasn't set a boundary with the roommate being like, none of us should talk yeah. about your relationship? That would be ideal, right? That's what I was going to suggest. Um, the friend should tell her friend, like, I'll respect your boundary, but I would, are you, like, are you speaking about me at all? Like, how about no one speak about each other? Because then if the, the friend is like, well... I can't promise that that's a red flag to me. Yeah, because I, I mean, it could be like that the ex-boyfriend 
is coming to her and maybe she feels like she needs to be a good friend, but. But why not a good friend to her friend? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think like exes are exes and you kind of need to prioritize your, your friends. Um, But it is like now I'm second guessing myself. Why? No. Because, (laughs) because what if the ex is coming to the roommate and saying like, I'm really hurt about this breakup. Like, I'm really, I don't know why she's behaving the way she's behaving or like why she broke up with me so quick. Is that friend supposed to, to be like, oh, I, I'm crossing a boundary with my other friend. I can't talk to you about this. But meanwhile, she's also friends with right. the ex-boyfriend. Do we you know don't I mean? know who broke up with who. No, I don't. I'm just giving that as an example. Yeah. Like, if he was coming to her really wanting to talk, not in a shady way, just in a, I want to talk about this breakup that I just had. I would say it's up to the friend to be like, I hear you. I know we're roommates, but I'm not the right person to come to about this specific topic. Mm. I can help cheer you up in other ways. We don't have to talk about the breakup. Yeah. True. Yeah. I could refer you to my therapist. We could go to a movie. I could help you like, Go for walks. Why is that my first thing? Because it helps. Because it helps. It does. <laughs> the, you know, it does. The, the hot girl walk became a thing for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. it makes people That's feel right. good. And it's probably better to not talk about them to like for a person who has been broken up with. Yeah. Kind of fun not to dwell on it and see that you have other topics that you can talk about. I guess it's like you have your people that you do vent to and talk about it and then some that like lift you up. Yeah. Right. Or like just get your mind off of things. The roommate has to be the person who gets their mind off of things. Yeah. And I think for the person who wrote this in, she should clarify her expectations with the friend, the mutual friend and be like, look, in the same way, you don't want me to talk about the breakup with you. Like, I don't I I really would prefer and appreciate you not talking about it with the mm-hmm. roommate, because then that's making me uncomfortable. It's so uneven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good suggestion. And then I guess if she comes back and says, no, I can't do that, then at that point, is it like, do they need to end the friendship? I don't know about end per se, but I think then the the friend should be like, that's not something that I'm okay with right now. Like this breakup is fresh. This is all like really vulnerable for me too. Like I feel like I'm in a vulnerable spot and maybe we should just like, I don't know about saying maybe we should just take a break, but it's like, maybe like we need to rethink like where we're at at this point. I wouldn't want to say like completely end the friendship forever. Yeah. But I'm not feeling prioritized. Yeah. So I'm not going to prioritize you for a little bit if that's okay. If that's okay. If that's okay with you, <laughs> please. And thank you. Um, yeah, don't hate me. I yeah, like that that's that's tough, but sometimes you do need to take some time away from a friendship. I I agree with you that like saying break is so it feels so dramatic, right? But, but like sometimes you do even if it's like a week or two, like take some time away to just be like, okay, well, do I like am I benefiting from this friendship or right. am I constantly stressed out that exactly. she's gossiping about me? Or, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a better solution than the slow fade mm. because then it's like people wonder like oh what happened like I haven't heard from them in so long you know did I do something did they and then it's like it just like harbors 
weird feelings and resentment, I think over time, that at least is like everyone, if you do need to take a week, two weeks, a month, whatever it might be, at least it's clear that yeah. like, this is where, this is what this person's feeling and this is why they need a bit of a pause at least for now. I have a friend that we go on breaks all the time and I used to think that we were incredibly toxic for it, but now I'm like, we're mature. How Ooh. do you in, yes, how do you tell in, us more? Yeah, like how do you initiate the break? What causes the break? I don't know. Sometimes we're not communicating effectively and time spent around each other stresses us out more than it like invigorates us. And so there have been times that I'm like I just need to take a break. Like you're being really hard on me and expecting way too I much from me or whatever. And then she she broke up with me a few months ago and was like, I just can't <laughs> do this. And you're not really showing up in the way that I need. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And we're fine. We're always fine. But then like do you, <laughs> when, when the break is that. over, like if you take the break, do you find that the situation like goes away or do you have to come back together and be like, okay, now that we've taken this break, Usually one of us will send like a meme, <laughs> like something that's like, just says like, yeah. I've been thinking about you and like, you're the only person that I wanted to send this to. And then we hang out in person and we discuss the thing. We say, I'm so sorry. Like usually it's okay, the good. person that asked for the break that goes, I'm so sorry. I was in a weird place and uh, no, I'm sorry. And you're right. I was being that way. And, and then we like grow a little bit. So good. It's like acknowledged too. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, just, yeah. we don't sweep. That's incredible. Yeah. I love that honesty. I feel like you don't hear about that often. Well, I'll oh, tell her that you guys that. like it. <laughs> guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is beer. But now with Athletic Brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Speaking of the slow fade, because I agree with you, I think a slow fade is like always the worst way to go because you don't get that closure. This is one that a friend wrote, and she didn't give that much background info, so I think we can kind of analyze it from different points. But she says, a friend, in quotes, stopped talking to me over a year ago because I'm not having her in my wedding. (sighs) So I assume this is like she wants to reach out to her and see like if that's the reason or if she can repair the relationship. Mm -hmm. So how would you approach Mm -hmm. that? Okay. To back up a little bit more, I guess... This is an assumption, right? Like, or does it's she gotta know? Be. It's got to be an assumption because unless there was a blowout fight. Right. So I guess it's possible there was a blowout fight. Although we were talking about this before. I would be thrilled if my friend didn't ask me to be in her wedding. Like, <laughs> I, I would never be that mad about it. But it seems to be a thing because actually I even think, am I making this up? Or did you make a video at one point that was like how to tell your friends they're not a bridesmaid? Yes. Okay. So you can speak to this because in my mind, it's like, even if it was my best friend, I'd be so happy not to have to be a bridesmaid. Yes. But maybe that's just me. I got a lot of responses to that video just like that. And then others just saying other things. But it's so, it's such a personal feeling. Mm -hmm. It's a personal decision for the bride to be. And then it's, it's a personal reaction that people have. So in this case, I guess if there hasn't been like an actual argument or fight or topic of discussion about it, maybe having the bride-to-be reach out, and I'm saying bride-to-be just to simplify the players Mm -hmm. here, but having the person reach out and say, hey, I'm feeling like we haven't talked in a while or like you've just been MIA, like let's meet, maybe let's meet for coffee. Like try to get them face to face, at the very least on the phone. I think so much can get misconstrued over text and it's like, try to get them in person or on the phone or like, could we chat for, or FaceTime for a little Mm -hmm. bit and clarify that that's what the issue was. And I think in cases like this where you have to maybe gently leave someone out or turn someone down, whatever it is, still find a way to clarify your importance to them. Like yes. that's the underlying yes. thing. Yes, she doesn't feel important. Right, and feels maybe left out or feels like, well, why them and why not me? So in my video, I'd said this too. It's like, instead of being like, well, I can't have you in my wedding, it's almost like you're so important to me and you know, 
I, I wasn't able to incorporate you in this way, but I would love to incorporate you in that way. And mm -hmm. this one, as I was thinking through ideas for that video, an idea that I, I saw online, it wasn't my own, so I wouldn't want to take credit for it, but I saw it online that like you can have people important to you be the something blue, where that have them wear like a oh, blue accessory cute. or a blue dress or like give have them, them just be really sad that day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so blue. They are the something blue. Yeah. <laughs> Very clever, Remy. Oh my God. But like have them read like a a, a scripture or something like have them be part of the ceremony or mm -hmm. you know what something. my sister did that she had a cup wow was she trying to make her friends not feel left out I never put this together no because she only had family in the wedding party so okay. she had her two best friends read a poem I, I love that and they felt included and and wow but I never made that connection but that probably was the reason like I want you to be involved but like you can't actually be in the wedding mm -hmm. It's possible, but yeah. I think it's a great way to still involve someone. I I was going to say, I love the advice of just the bride-to-be reaching out because I had this happen where a friend of mine who I was extremely close with, our, our relationship started to fade and fade and fade. And it felt that way for such a long time. And then when she got married and I wasn't a bridesmaid, mm -hmm. it felt like that was the nail in the coffin, mm -hmm. that we are not friends anymore. And she did reach out and I did go to the wedding and it was a fantastic time or whatever. But in the time where I found out other people were finding out that they were bridesmaids, I was like, she doesn't want me in her life anymore. Right. You know, and it can yeah. be so easily fixed by the bride saying, no, 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 no. We're good. I still like you. It's just this one day. And I, I just can't have 20 bridesmaids. And I can't have 20 bridesmaids. And I would say I, I wouldn't want the bride to be or the person who's celebrating the significant thing to over explain themselves either. Like, I don't want to put that pressure. I would no. never want to put that pressure on people. It's like sometimes you have your reasoning that you don't need to get into too much detail, but it's like still lifting the other person up, like coming from a place of inclusivity. And like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know I couldn't involve you in this thing, which I know technically it's like an important aspect in like our culture or mainstream, whatever, but it's like, I'd love to involve you in another way. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just getting a call from that person going, okay, they do care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. They're you're, not just letting me float off. Yeah. You're right, exactly. Remy. I feel, I feel like a lot of these problems boil down to just people feeling abandoned and it's the worst feeling in the world, especially with friendships. Mm -hmm. Like, just feeling like they don't care about you or they care about other people more than you. So that's just hearing from them would yes. probably be a step in the right direction. And I'll add one more thing, the whole slow fade or exactly the abandonment, then it like creates hypotheticals for anyone. Like yeah. then you start thinking of all of these possible solutions or not solutions, but reasons that might not even have validity to them, but you have no one to check that with so you're just thinking about all of these possibilities and and spiraling which just doesn't help either and mm -hmm. you may then come up with like these theories that aren't necessarily true or the case but you just don't know any better because you're not having a conversation you know yeah so put it to bed by having that conversation I wonder if they did have the conversation like did she say like I'm not talking to you because I'm not a bridesmaid that just seems or so is it immature just to me though like, yeah I, I, I know I I mean, if they could have had like a blowout fight. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those situations where we could benefit from more info. It's just, I I just tend to believe that um, 
it's people making assumptions just because I just don't I, I just don't see how that would play out like a blowout fight. Like, I'm not going to be friends with you anymore because I'm not one of your bridesmaids. Like, how how old are you? Am I wrong for feeling like this? No, I mean, I agree. And yeah, we don't we don't know the context, the full backstory. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I love your suggestions. So the, those were, um, those were both situations with friends. I feel mm. like we should use one about family. Okay. This one is a doozy. Okay. Strap in. <laughs> my mom thinks I like my in-laws better because they're wealthy and gets really passive aggressive when we split time between them. But like, they're my husband's parents. What am I supposed to do? I can't ask him not to see them. She made me sob two years ago at Thanksgiving because she misinterpreted me when I said we would see my family before Thanksgiving, but spend the actual day with my husband's family. She was so genuinely mean to me, it felt like I was being bullied by my own mom. Wow. Ever since then, it's been sort of weird between us when she mentions my in-laws. Plus, my husband and I live in England for work and have to split time between Colorado and Tennessee, where our respective families live when we visit. It's almost like both sides try and make us feel guilty when we visit one side versus the other. So I guess how would you approach your mom in this situation that she feels like you prefer your in-laws over her? Okay. So in this case, I would say, again, she's. I'm not sure how often she's here. Try to get them face-to-face, -face, but with her living overseas that might be hard FaceTime I, I guess FaceTime um open up that notes app and and <laughs> jot down the exams uh, truly though get examples of when she's done this because sometimes with those who are passive aggressive that's part of the whole their whole mo is like they are like well what do you mean what are you talking about mm, like yeah I wasn't no like that wasn't like that or they try to just sweep it under the rug so having some concrete examples of like this happened for this occasion and this happened for that and just having a heart to heart and say, I'm not trying to attack you. I love you. I want to move forward from this and I want to clarify like that this is hurting me and I don't want it to continue. You know, we're going to have so many more holidays moving forward. I don't know if there's kids in the picture or if there might be in the future, but that adds another layer of complexity to things and be like, with this distance, I don't want for us to get, for our relationship to be impacted. Like I want us to feel closer than ever and not be tit for tat about mm -hmm. holidays and things like this. And I would say use a lot of I statements, like I feel X, Y, Z, or it's hurtful when instead of, well, you acted this way on this day and you're passive aggressive, like even though if she is, like try to curb some of the way you're describing the behavior to have it resonate a little bit more. I've heard that before with the I statements. Is it that you don't want the other person to feel like you're attacking them? A little bit, a little bit. It's also though about like expressing that it's about how you're feeling. Like it's like, this is making me feel this way. Um, it's a bit about not having the other person feel attacked and right away be on the defensive, but it's also about like, let's underline how this is making someone feel mm -hmm. and, and how it doesn't feel good and it feels hurtful and it feels stressful. Like around the holidays, like you don't, 
she can say, I don't want to feel stressed during like what's supposed to be the best time of the year and we're spending all this money to mm -hmm. come visit you all and et cetera, et cetera. She's so. like, oh, money, like your in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your in-laws have plenty of that. And maybe a conversation with the in-laws, maybe not necessarily the, the, not the wife, but like the person who wrote in, maybe the, the, her husband or partner can have a conversation with his parents too. I'm not sure what that looks like. She did say she's feeling guilt from both sides. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but yeah, I feel like you never want to have a confrontation with the in-laws. Like it's always yeah. better coming from your partner. Yeah. Most of the people with communication issues that submitted. There's a lot of mother-in-law. There's a lot of mother-in-law. Really? Yeah. 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 There's a really? lot. And, you That's know, hard. it's it's like a trope, but I guess it's a trope for a reason because people are having some issues with their mother-in-laws. Um, yeah. Wait. Okay. Conflict. Th this is another one. Conflict with a mother-in-law who is overstepping boundaries. Okay. So- Actually, let's take a pause for a second because I want to ask you, like, when people say I'm setting a boundary, I feel like sometimes it gets confused what that actually means. Mm. Like, um, we saw this come up with the whole Jonah Hill thing. I don't know if you were tuned yes. into that. Weaponizing like, therapy speak. Right. So Jonah, it, for people who Insane. don't know about this, I don't know how you could not know, but Jonah Hill basically texted his girlfriend um, that she was posting Pictures in a bikini. She's a professional She's a surfer. surfer. Yeah. <laughs> just to make that clear. Um, and like spending time with men who were not him. And he kept using therapy speak and using the word boundary. Like, this is my boundary. I don't want you hanging out with other men. This is my boundary. I don't want you wearing bikinis and posting it to Instagram. And I'm going to break up with you if you don't adhere to my boundary. Then there was all this commentary that was like, he's not using the word boundary correctly. Mm -hmm. um, how did you interpret that? That's a great question. And I feel like I'm still unpacking that because it yeah. was just... <laughs> Traumatic for everyone. <laughs> yes, it was a lot. I mean, I, I'd i be so interested to hear like what a, a therapist has to say about yeah. that. But I agree. I think that a boundary is not in like the most layman's terms possible. A boundary isn't what you're expecting someone else to do on their own. It's like a boundary should be like your boundary, like how how she would be acting towards him. Mm -hmm. Like if if he wanted to, if, if she was crossing some sort, like disrespecting him and like the way she was speaking to him. Yeah. But like her posting pictures is not his boundary. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, no, and that's kind of what I was hearing from people. And I think I was misusing the term boundary before. I think it's like something that a lot of people get confused about. Sure. But that seems to be the actual definition is like the boundary is for you. The boundary is like, I don't want to talk about my ex-boyfriend mm -hmm. to you, mom. That's my boundary. Like I have to remove myself from the conversation if that comes up because I'm not comfortable talking about that situation. Right. But yeah. it's not like my boundary is that you can't talk to me about this or else I'm going to disown you. Right. That's like accusatory and not right. nice to do. Right. It's really more if he had been honest, it would be about his expectation, whether right or wrong. His expectation is that she wouldn't do X, Y, Z. And like that at least puts ownership on him. Like that's your expectation then. 
mm-hmm. versus like you're crossing my boundary. It sounds a little more like not taking accountability for what his expectation is. Right. Right. Does that does yeah. that make sense? No, that it's makes like, sense. And it probably these mothers in law who are crossing boundaries, like they're doing something to their daughters in law. They're doing something going, Oh, well, you're not raising your kids the right way. Like that's crossing a boundary because you're like I'm the mother of these kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So let's say that was the situation because she doesn't get specific about mm-hmm. it. Let's say your mother-in-law would make little jabs like, oh, interesting. You're leaving your kids again with a babysitter. I never left my kids with a babysitter. Like something like that. And wow. it starts to process sugar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. You feed them um, fruit snacks. That's just candy. But OK. Um, right. If if right. it was like constant overstepping boundaries like about your parenting style mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how would you approach that with a mother-in-law no less that the, the mother-in-law stuff is hard it's not your mom it's not it's not and it's tricky because sometimes getting your spouse involved can be helpful but then it's like you don't want to also get them in the middle of it yeah so it is very hard I would say the person who wrote in and her spouse can have a conversation with the mother-in-law together mm-hmm. and be like, look, we know things might have been different from when you parented and we know you mean well, but you need to, you know, we'd, we'd appreciate if like these little comments along the way in our everyday don't happen. Mm-hmm. Like having an honest comment, I know it's hard, I know it's awkward, but facing it head on and maybe again having like a joint conversation would be helpful so it's not just the the mother-in-law and the mom the, the new daughter-in-law mom, the yeah. daughter-in-law exactly um just having a joint conversation being like this this isn't helpful it just it it's hurtful yeah mm-hmm. and again we know you mean well we know maybe times are different from when you parented um but you know you can trust that we're doing you know, everything in the best way today for our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The acknowledging times were different. I think that's so money because that it's so true. Like parenting styles have changed over the years. Totally. And there was actually another question in here about somebody's parenting style getting critiqued. I feel like it happens a lot just because it changes with the times. Like when we were growing up, a lot of my friends, got spanked. I got spanked once and I never let my mom forget it. But, (laughs) but I, you know, I knew kids that like they would get a a spank on the butt and like that was a punishment. Nowadays, I feel like nobody does that. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot do that. Right. And for good reason, you know, but it's important to acknowledge, like, I'm not saying your parenting style was wrong, but you have to respect the choices that we're making because times have changed. Yes. And also maybe do a little, little I statement of, I'm already really worked up about being a new mom Mm. and it adds a little bit of stress when you critique me because I do try so hard to get everything right. And like, I know that you're just coming from a good place because like you want the best for these kids, but please trust like, of course I, I do too. Yes. I love that because it helps the other person be a little bit more empathetic and hopefully that will remind them. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, of course. She's a human, not just some bitch who stole my son. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's that too though. Um, and I will say, I want to add one more thing. I don't want to just like give the solution of, well, get the partner involved and have mm-hmm. a joint conversation. Maybe if they have a close enough relationship, she could be like, let's go out for coffee or like, let's mm-hmm. go, 
you know, grab lunch together mm-hmm. and have that one-on-one time too. Like, I don't want to just take the easy way out and be like, get the partner involved yeah. and yeah. have, or get the husband involved and then ju- then talk. Like, go out for lunch, grab, go to the mall. Like, something, yeah, find I, common ground and something a little like... It does depend how close you are, but also like maybe that could be a growing ex- experience and you could get closer yeah. because of it, you yeah. know? Like, and, and also like you said, use it as an opportunity to spend some time together. I want to circle back to the thing with the person's actual mom where you were like, write it in the notes app every time she does it. Yeah. And I think you could do that with anybody too, not just for evidence sake, but so you can see how often it actually is happening because it could be happening once every six months, but you're dwelling on it so much that you're like, they're always doing this. And so it kind of like puts it in more perspective for you too, that you're like, oh no, they did it one time and it really, really bothered me and I never brought it up. And then they did it another time, but I never brought it up. Yes, totally. It puts it into perspective, puts things into a time frame context. Mm -hmm. And it also helps you avoid speaking in absolutes, which I've talked about too, is like- You you always always do this. Yeah, Yeah. you never do this, like every time. And then they could be like, well, every time when though? Uh Mm Uh-huh. And then you might be like, oh, yeah, like. (laughs) But don't pull out the app at lunch. No, 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 no. Don't Don't be like, I've been keeping notes. Detailed notes. No, that would blow up in your face, I think. You know, my mom used to do that to me in arguments. She'd be like, name one time. And I'd be like, well, I can't now like like she'd be I'd be like you always do this and she'd be like well name one time and I wouldn't be able to name it in the moment and she'd be like see you can't even name one Mm -hmm. right (laughs) so going in prepared is probably good like just to set your mind straight yes in the market for investment worthy bags watches and fine jewelry rebag is the answer Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have so many more. I wish we could get to them all, but I did want to, I wanted Lauren to hop on for a second because Lauren was a communications major and there was one time I was having a communications issue and she taught me this thing. Oh yeah. There's a method. There's a method. I learned a formula at College of Charleston. Hello, Lauren. Uh, hi, Lauren. <laughs> I, I like this little accent like that you kind of put on in the background. You put um, on this like professor accent. I learned a formula. This is me being an educator. Scholarly. Um, yeah. She's in a blazer. I also will say 
I wanted to sound smart for this and I looked up this formula and it's nowhere online. Like I'm pretty sure this is like a <laughs> TED talk that happened at my school That's and amazing. it's just a formula I've kept. Um, but anyway, so the formula is when you're having a conflict with someone, you go in an order and the order is fact, opinion, feeling, need. Mm. And if you go out of order, it causes more conflict. So the, the basic example is like, if you're mad at your partner because they're not spending time with you, mm -hmm. you would start with the facts like, hey, you're my boyfriend. I love you. Um, we hang out once a month, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Opinion. Wait, so these are the facts. Yeah. Okay. These are you the don't facts. Say, like, Hashtag facts. And then opinion, like, and my opinion, romantic partners should be spending like regular time together, like on a weekly basis. Feeling when you don't spend time with me, it makes me feel like you don't love me, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then need, I need you to spend more time with me. But if yes. you more than once a month, more than once a month. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to. So like the last one is sort of like the quote unquote demand. But if you start with the demand, like I need you to spend more time with me or I feel like you don't love me. Then it's like, that's more conflict. Mm -hmm. Yes. Love that. And you know, I hadn't heard of that order, which is so great. Isn't I'll, it great? I'll email it to you. It is. It is. But now that I think about it, like I was just speaking with a client about this the other day is like establish the pattern, right? Or like the fact, lay out the facts and then identify how it's making you feel or identify what is not working for you or what you want to see improved upon and then clarify your expectation or ask. Mm -hmm. Like, and yes, if you clarify your expectation or demand your expectation before, it's going to be all out of context and come off very like Attacky. out of left Yeah. But if it's in that order a little bit where you like lay the foundation and then be like, well, th but this is what I need and would like to see happen. It just sets you up hopefully for more success. So that they're makes like a parallel. Lot I love it's that. It's like a little bit of an action plan too. It's like, mm -hmm. cause I know I don't want to be gendered about this, but a lot of guys are like, what do you want me to do about it? You know, right. what, do, what do you want me to do? And it's yeah. like, just include it in your fact, opinion, feeling need. It's at the end. Yeah. What you need. Make it easy. Yes. Right. Okay. Can we try this with one of the ones that was written in about? Go for it, guys. Okay, great. I'm in a lot of team meetings and a coworker that is a peer tries to take over my work responsibilities. I think he is trying to dominate my role when it is completely out of his scope. He is just trying to take over a project that I am responsible for and he only relates to one small component. Mm, he's, he's a micromanager. Fact. Right. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Fact. This is my project. <laughs> Yeah, fact is like, hey, you know, this is the scope of unless unless something's changed that I'm not aware of, which kind of adds in a bit of like a benefit of the doubt. I like that. Not mm -hmm. that you're doubting yourself, mm -hmm. but it's covering all the bases. Unless I wasn't privy to some conversations. Right. Uh, the scope of work identifies that I'm the lead on this project or identifies that I, I am overseeing most of this project or this aspect of the project and yours is this one component, which is very valuable, but I would prefer if we stay in those parameters or your help is valuable or your help is appreciated, but I would prefer and would appreciate if we stayed within the parameters of this scope of work. And I'll reach out to you if I need your help or assistance or anything moving forward. Mm -hmm. Period. I love that. And I guess if you wanted to insert an opinion you or or think, a feeling, you could say like, it feels like you're interjecting a little bit. Although is that, I don't know. 
Now I'm second guessing myself. Now my conflict avoiding tendency is coming out. I feel like with work scenarios and with maybe colleagues that like you're just acquaintances with or it's a little more black and white, like Mm -hmm. there is a scope of work. Maybe you don't even need to. The feeling. Yeah, you don't have to input the opinion versus like for more personal situations. But it can be like this is it's very matter of fact, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's like this is the scope of I'm head of this project. Right, right. And, you know, I would appreciate if you let me lead and I'm happy to tap you for assistance or for other insight like as needed and and whatnot your work is very again make them feel and I don't want to suggest making someone feel important just to like manipulate them it's like genuinely make them feel valued Mm -hmm. but letting them know that like you know I'm good I've got this I'm good and again this is the scope of work I love that We have one more that I think a lot of people will relate to. My boyfriend tries to solve my problems and I don't need him to. He underestimates me. Yeah. And we've got two of these that are almost identical. Almost identical. And we were talking before the show and we were like, you know, that's men. They're problem solvers. Like they're always trying to solve the problem. Mm. But sometimes you just need to talk about the problem. So I guess like how to say that you don't need their advice necessarily. You might just need to talk about your day or talk about your problems. Yeah. I think if someone has a tendency, that's so interesting because I'm trying to think of some of my relationships or like my husband's not so much like he'll, he'll just be an open ear. And uh-huh. Oh, that's so nice. Chime it. I think for the most part, like I don't want to generalize that either, but um, yes, maybe some, and I think some people in general can tend to be problem solvers. Yeah. So just saying like, Look, I want to vent to you about this situation, but um, I just want to. I just want to vent right now. I don't necessarily want input or two cents. Like, are you open to? Are you up for hearing about this story? Because mm-hmm. maybe that person's also like they feel like they have to problem solve, or like they feel like that's their way of contributing. So, just saying, like, I I really just want to share this, but I just need to get it off my chest. I don't want a solution per se. Yeah. Okay. Can I try this one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fact. Yes. I <laughs> complain about a lot of things in my life. Opinion. I do this just because I'm like sorting things out, but I feel like whenever you chime in, you try to solve it for me. And that's not what I really need in the moment. I'm just trying to vent and kind of want you to like, not along or be like, that person's an asshole. Um, So from now on, I think what I just need from you is don't try to solve the problem immediately and just kind of like be an ear for me. Yes, sure. (sighs) And I wouldn't say I complain a lot in my, about my day to day. (laughs) That's how Remy would probably phrase it. I vent. Yeah. I complain. Sometimes I need to complain. I kvetch. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Kvetching. Um, there are so many more, but yes. we're not going to get to them. But honestly, I think we um, may have saved some people's lives today. So <laughs> I thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. This of was course. awesome. Where can people find you and follow you? Sure. So my all of my social media handles are well with Rael. So Rael is my first name, well with R-A-E-L-E. Um, my website is wellwithrael.com and you can get more information about booking one-on-one sessions or packages. 
I do have a New York City meetup coming up at the end oh, of yeah. February. Ooh. Yes. So it'll be taking place in Soho. I'm going to share five communication tips for advocating for yourself effectively. There'll be food, drinks, networking, and I'm going to have a lip print reader on site. So like, I've never heard of what? this before. Yeah. Yeah. Like so just for something cheeky and fun. So it's like you put your lip print on a card and they read your lip print and it's cool. like reading a palm or. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah. Yours says you yeah. don't moisturize. Yeah. <laughs> Bad kisser. You need Burt's Bees. Yeah. <laughs> Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Um, that's so fun. And uh, everybody should go. Everybody should go. And you even offered to to share a promo code. We haven't created that promo code, but if you follow Rayelle, then you could share it when the episode comes out. Sure. The um, promo code is in a link below. Nice. Yeah. Nice, Remy. Boom. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank, thank you. you all for having me. This was fabulous. You ladies are great. You're great. Um, you guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. Yeah, baby. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. And if you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. And while you're at it, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir. Follow Rael. And of course, remember, we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Rebecca Steinberg and Lauren Hope Crass. Editing by Rebecca Steinberg. Social media by Lauren Hope Crass. And guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.